The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Their double fried chicken sandwiches at Fry the Coop can make you have feelings, intense feelings. The spicy butter one will make you feel happiness. Yeah, that's right, happiness. Fry the Coop, the best chicken sandwiches ever. And now the Black and Abdallah podcast. It's Black and Abdallah on a Friday night, six to eight weeknights here on ESPN 1000. Fridays are our favorite night of the week. All calls welcome. Friday night calls. We'll take a phone call on anything. Uh, it's Black and Abdallah. We're going to talk some football tonight, Abdallah, but uh, that's why Fridays are our favorite. Uh, those who call and listen to the show take over the show. It's a lot of fun. And you can call us at 312-332-3776. Friday night calls, all calls welcome with Black and Abdallah. And, and something that I want to talk to you, we didn't get quite get a chance to get to it yesterday. But Abdallah, you had a thought on Jim Harbaugh, Michigan football, the fact that the NCAA is investigating uh, the coach, the university, the football program for advanced scouting. And your thoughts on that possibly leading to a situation where the Bears could maybe find their next head coach. Yeah, I think that it's not necessarily that this is like a big deal and Jim Harbaugh is going to be banned from coaching. It's just that if you look at what's been going on with Jim Harbaugh the past few years, right? Like, he's got these allegations against the program now. Program, sorry. It's college football. It's a program, not a program. Uh, that involved the, you know, stealing signs or advanced scouting or whatever it is. I don't care if he knew, he says he knows, knew about it or whatever. You're the head coach. Everything falls under your jurisdiction, right? Like everything you are supposed to be, if you don't know what's going on, you need to know what's going on, right? Sure. And then there's the allegations from last, from a few years ago about the improper scouting and how he had to serve. He served the self-imposed uh suspension this year but we all know that there's probably more coming down the pipeline and then there's always been this thing with Jim Harbaugh where he's flirted with coming back to the NFL like he interviewed with Minnesota last year you don't even take the interview if you're like if if another station if you're you're happy here right at ESPN Chicago if another station calls you and you're happy you don't even take the interview you just go no guys I'm good I don't want like there's no ne- there's no necessity to go out there and flirt with another team and flirt with going back to the NFL. I also believe that, you know, we're coming to a point here where Georgia has been this powerhouse. They're, you know, they're favored to win their third in a row, their third championship in a row. You've got teams, you know, it's hard to compete for a national championship. And the talk around Michigan this year, Michigan football, was that this was their year. Like, everything's been gearing up to this. All the recruiting classes, all the quarterbacks that they've had in and out of the school. You finally have J.J. McCarthy. You finally have this this number one defense in the country. Like, I think they're actually second if you go by football power index and SB plus and stuff to actually Penn State, who's facing Ohio State this week. They're the number one, your number one, number two defense in the country, depending yeah. on the metrics you're looking at. Like, if it doesn't happen for Harbaugh this year, it's going to be a while before it happens again because a lot of these guys are going to leave for the NFL. We know J.J. McCarthy's a prospect in the NFL that could go in the first or second round. Like It took a lot for Michigan to get to this point. And the knock on Harbaugh before was, you can't beat Ohio State. You can win a ton of games, can't beat Ohio State. 
finally beats Ohio State a couple times, gets the, the college football playoff, can't win there. I just feel like everything is coming to like an end for Harbaugh at Michigan. Like there's too much around him right now for him to like if it, if the right NFL team came, whether it's the Bears, whether it's the Chargers, if they fire their coach, whether it's the Raiders, if they fire their coach, whoever it is. I have a feeling that it's going to be more than just flirting with the NFL this time, that he's going to legitimately consider just not dealing with this crap anymore and going back to the NFL. I think if he was available, that would be the front runner for the person Bears fans would want the most to be the next head coach. I made a joke about it on Twitter yesterday, and I after the allegations came out, right, uh, I wrote, you know, I tweeted, like, welcome to the Bears, Harbaugh, and Every single one of the responses. I'm not kidding you. Maybe one or two weren't. 99% of the responses were no. Don't want him. Really? I yeah. See, I find that surprising. So what? People just want Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, who has a really good offense, but he has no head coaching experience. Is that... We're all putting our eggs in that lion's basket. Is that what's taking well, I, place? I, I, I like who, who else is out there who would be available who has legitimate credentials? There's like what you have pie in the sky hopes that Bill Belichick and the Patriots no, separate. I don't want Belichick. And then you uh, get a second run with like that. I don't think that's realistic. Uh, what are you hoping for two years from now after Sean McVay uh, leaves the Rams, goes in an NFL booth next year and then gets bored of TV and then wants to go to a franchise like no. I think of the realistic options. He's the one that would have legitimate credentials, ties to the organization, uh, a smash mouth style of football with defense being hard nose. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really fills a lot of the buckets of like what Bears fans thrive on. I would be surprised Bears fans wouldn't be thrilled about that. You know, uh, another story, because like he, here's where we're getting with this is the Bears are one in five. They face off against the Raiders this weekend. You lose another game. The questions, the comments, the rumors about Matt Eberflus are only going to get louder as it goes forward. And that's where I go to the other coast. Uh, We go to the West Coast, and there's a report from USC insider Scott Wolf. He said this on the Dan Patrick show the other day. He also uh, wrote about it on his blog at Inside USC. This is what he wrote. In NFL coaching circles, the talk is Lincoln Riley is putting out their feelers about taking a job in the NFL next season. The word is Riley would be open to an NFL job if he could follow Caleb Williams to the same franchise. If the Chicago Bears had the number one pick, it would probably be the ideal spot for Lincoln Riley. So that's out there from someone who knows a lot about the USC program. I've been following Scott Wolf for years. He Mm -hmm. covers USC very well. He's not making this up out of nowhere. In fact, when he was on Dan Patrick this week, Dan Patrick asked, why did he wait to publish this? Because apparently he's had this for a week or two. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I needed more sources to confirm that this is what is actually taking place in coaching circles. So Lincoln Riley, like a vulture, is flying above waiting for the carcass of Matt Eberflus to lose enough games so he can swoop in and try and become the head coach where a place that possibly would have the number one pick in Caleb Williams. Now, I don't know. I'm someone who watches USC football. Quite honestly, I don't know if that's a great fit for the Bears' next head coach. I would prefer someone who brings a little defense with them and also someone who has actual NFL credentials 
what Jim Harbaugh has. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like, I would be surprised if more Bears fans weren't excited about Harbaugh over something like a Lincoln Riley or an offensive coordinator in the NFL right now who doesn't have that coaching experience. Well, so here's the thing with Harbaugh and Riley, right? Like my biggest knock during the last coaching cycle when people would call in and say, what about Jim Harbaugh, is that he hasn't, he's never won the big game, right? Like we, I just mentioned it. You win a bunch of games, but you lose to Ohio State every single year. Well, the last two years, he's beaten Ohio State. And I understand when you get to the playoff, it's somewhat, it's not a crapshoot, but it's tougher because, like, if you go up against Georgia, like, no one was beating Georgia the last two years. Like, no one was beating Georgia, right? So I get it. You get to the playoff, you beat a, you meet a historically good team, but Lincoln Riley has never won the big game. He's never won it. Every year that he's had a good quarterback, they lose a game. Whether he's lost to Texas, whether he's lost to Kansas State, whether he's lost to Iowa State, find the good quarterback, I'll find you the loss on that schedule. And then he gets to the playoff, and obviously he's never won a playoff game. So the knock on him is the same knock that I had on Harbaugh for years. Can't win the big game. Also, hates defense. For some reason, loves Alex Grinch, hates defense. You'd think that US, like he could have his pick of defensive coordinators to go to USC and for some reason keeps Alex Grinch around like he's he's related to him or married to his sister or something like that and can't get rid of him. So he would have to come in here without Alex Grinch. That would be my first rule. Be like, so he would sit down with Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren and the first question would be, or the first demand would be like, you're not bringing Alex Grinch with you. So uh, Scott Wolf said on the Dan Patrick show, because that's what DP kind of followed up with and his response is what he was hearing is that Lincoln would have to, if he wanted to jump to the NFL, he would have to understand that an NFL team is probably going to tell him who's going to be his defensive coordinator because they don't trust that he's going to be able to find someone on on his own. And thus, that might be why he doesn't eventually jump to the NFL type of thing. I also don't like, and you can attest to this for years of watching him at at USC, um, and even before that when he was at Oklahoma, I don't like his brand of football. Air raid? I, I, no, I have no problem with the air raid. Not caring about turnovers, bad penalties, uh, stuff that like too, that. Not having his team ready for big games is, is a good one. I mean, just look overall at, sloppiness. Just look at what we saw. Disheveled no, football squad. They're not physical. You like you like guys standing on the sidelines waving towels? That's something that they do. Well, like unless, you're, unless your quarterback is putting up ridiculous numbers, that's all he's got. They don't play like a smash mouth brand of football. They don't play like even look, even the the Chiefs who have Patrick Mahomes and can play backyard football as much as they want to, like they play aggressive football and smash mouth style football. And, you know, like look at the 49ers. Like the 49ers have Brock Purdy, but like they run it down your throat. You know, same with the Eagles. They run it down your throat. They've got a quarterback who Lincoln Riley had at Oklahoma and can run around and do whatever he wants to, but they still play a beat-you-up type of football, and Lincoln Riley just seems like a finesse guy. Like, that's all he has. If his quarterback is struggling, that game is going to be either close or a loss. Yeah, and I think this all goes back to a larger conversation about Matt Eberflus, right? I think Bears fans, and I specifically, don't think that this is a long-term answer. Each week that we progress and we see a team that's not prepared, a team that loses close games, a team that has these bad uh, 
you know, turnovers and, you know, penalties and just not being ready for the moment. It, it just, I think it's solidifying an idea that this is not ever going to turn. You know, sometimes a guy gets off to a slow start and then by the end, it's like, hey, look at the Lions last year. They win eight of their last nine games. They almost make the playoffs upward trajectory. They're, they're on their way. At mm-hmm. least you see something building. Each week that passes, I don't know if we're really seeing anything build because the Bears played their best game against the Commanders and then unraveled everything that was positive from that game in the next week when you had more time to prepare. That, to me, is on the coach. Of course it is. And, and that has been a pattern of this team not being prepared. Thus, we are going to get rumors and stories and ideas from people like us about who's going to be next. Well, and, and, and that's why you leading with uh, Jim Harbaugh and what you saw yesterday as a possible option for the Bears, you know, it's it's enticing to me. I, I wouldn't be against that that move. Well, and you can attest to this, too. Like, there were stories coming out of USC that Lincoln Riley didn't understand how big of a game this was. Like, not the fact that they're undefeated and that Notre Dame is good and, like, the magnitude of the game, but didn't understand the rivalry and didn't understand why this game meant more. Yeah, against more. Notre Dame last yeah. week. Yeah. Why this game didn't mean more to fans and to the boosters and to the staff at USC. Like, he doesn't understand. At least Harbaugh understands you need to beat Ohio State. Well, like, well, at least he gets it. You think he would understand that you have to beat the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings? I would think he gets it. Oh, he, I think, I think he, Jim would get it, yeah. right? He played here. Yeah, I think he gets it. Black and Abdal, all calls welcome on a Friday. James in New Lenox, you're up first. What's up, James? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. What's up? All calls welcome. Yeah, it's definitely one of those calls. Mm, good. <laughs> um, so I was on Waddle and Sylvia earlier, and I listened to almost the whole show, and they uh, played that biscuit song, Taste the Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yes, the biscuits, yep. And I know how you guys are always obsessed with the uh, guy on cap and hoodie, saying uh, baguette yes. instead of Bayesian. Yes, of course. The baguette so, guy? Was, yeah, the baguette I, guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I know you guys have your little skit that you do with it with the little wee-wee music and all that stuff. But oh, yes. I'm wondering how you guys think it would sound if every time that lady said biscuit in the song, you guys switched it to that guy saying baguette. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. So it would be pretty funny. I'm trying to see if you guys I mean, could put it, it together. I mean, it'd be, um, it'd be yes. a mashup between yes. shows. It's not Waddle something we Sylvie could just Black turn out right now, yeah. but uh, maybe for the future we could uh, yeah. we could do that. Could ask Jeff Meller. We could we could get everyone involved. Yeah, it could be a team operation. Okay, I, I do think it would I, be funny. I called the uh, I called the Saturday show and uh, just making the rounds. Put some, James put some picks out there. Yeah, I mean, like I told Sylvie the other day, I'm a P1, so Love it. I listen as much as I can, but I don't want to call every day and be like, you know, some of these guys, you know, especially the ones that you guys got to drop the music for. I don't I don't want to get that crazy. Uh, James, but, you uh, said the Saturday show. Are you talking Chauncey's Great Outdoors? No, uh, the college football one. Oh, uh, Shane yeah, Tyler. Uh, yeah, Chicago's College Tailgate. Yeah, I took a, took a huge, not huge L, but I got beat up pretty good on uh, – Saturday, I was the guy who had both sides of the, uh, I think it was what, California-Utah game? Ooh. Okay. Both sides. Yeah, because I had played one earlier in the week. And forgot? And then I, I, no, but I seen another parlay that I was I had put together, and I liked the odds I was getting paid, and I'm like, well, you know, I kind of looked at down. it as almost like, a, almost like a hedge, but instead I just hedged myself out of both bets. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the one that uh, I would have won – one of them, had I not did it 
the way I did it. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. I pick yeah, the same yeah, team, we, we got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I screwed myself. But uh, yeah, if, if you guys can somehow get that together, I sure, mean, yeah. sure, and I, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. hear it, I, I yeah. kind of want to see how it sounds. So that'd yeah. be pretty cool. But I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thanks All for right. taking my call. Thanks, Thank you, James. James. We'll get the staff it. working yeah, on appreciate that. Appreciate it. Yes, yeah. Uh, and he referenced Philly and McHenry, who called in to Cap and Jay Hood. Philly yeah. and McHenry on ESPN One Thousand. All right, Philly. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Cap. Uh, What's up, man? Hey, you know, I I, I got to tell you, I've been, I've been pro Justin Fields for as long as he's been a bear. I'm a big Ohio State guy, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Bajit. Bajit. Repeat after me. Tyler Bajit. He's Tyson. not a baguette. <laughs> they almost need to I'm re-record that. Something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. We need to get like... You're Cap right to say Tyson because no, every time he says Tyler, Jonathan's laughing. That oh, it's is so, so good. That's genuine. the best part. I, I, the the baguette stuff is good, but <laughs> like baguette guy, that belly laugh from uh, Jonathan. Uh, wee wee. Hello, <laughs> it is time for our little yes. skit. We yeah, our little skit. You know, you know, because it's it's Black and Abdal. We're known for our little skits. Little skits. Hello, wee oui, wee. Oui. Hello, welcome to Chicago. Je m'appelle Chris. It is my turn. I will be out there slinging baguettes. <laughs> I would love for someone to just bring a bag full of baguettes. Now, okay, to you toss can toss into the air. You can bring certain food. You can into bring all Soldier kinds of food. food. Can you? Can we? Yeah. Can we bring in baguettes? Yeah, you've gone to games with my dad. He brings sandwiches. Last week they brought a full taco uh, spread. But will someone? Someone they had a whole if, bag of Doritos if you're listening in their bag. And you're going to the game. Are you taking baguettes? Bring a baguette in. And a little bray. What are they like? Three dollars for a baguette? No, it's less than that. Baguettes are like a dollar. All right, go get a dollar baguette. And uh, I want you know those noise sticks. Yeah, they're they have? baguettes. Yeah, get two baguettes and use them at the game and take pictures and send them to us, please. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something, this baguette guy, this backup quarterback. It's Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's a Friday night. All calls welcome at 312-332-3776. I'm still uh, shocked at the story that you told Carmen and Yurko earlier today that you ordered flowers for your beautiful wife on your anniversary and... You got the notification, then boom, flowers have arrived, they're delivered, they're on your front step, mm-hmm. and then you get home and you're looking for someone to be like, wow, you're Thanks. such a great husband and Thanks. father, and look at how yeah. awesome and amazing you are. They're just crickets. And you're like, what the hell? What the hell, people? Well, What's going on here? And I, I know it's a problem in the city, but this is the first time it's happened to me. So I was a little uh, caught off guard by it. You walk it. inside and just yeah. crickets. Well, like, <laughs> I I thought that I would get a text message when she got home to be like, oh, thanks for the flowers, like that kind of thing. Because um, I was going to have them, de- she works at a school, and I was going to have them delivered to the school. But the problem is the delivery window they give you is sometimes, like, it's all day, right? So there's yeah. a chance that the flowers get there because it's just FedEx. And FedEx delivers till like, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. 
And I'm always worried that they're, like, the FedEx truck is going to arrive and the school is going to be closed and she's not going to be there, right? So I did them to the house. And I got, I'm like, all right, well, we're doing the show last night. And I'm like, well, she's home and I don't, but I get it. Okay. She, she's dealing with the baby and did all that get, kind of stuff. Did you and, get the right kind of flowers? I mean, yeah, I, I got mean, it. Yeah. They were, not, I have a picture of them. You didn't just them. get like a fall bouquet, no, right? No, I mean, no, no, no. This is, right. come on, this is a 10 year anniversary. What are we doing here? This is, this isn't just your regular run of the mill flowers. You got some right? white flowers, some purple. I got, some, some I got a little bit of there. everything, man. Okay. All right. I, I could give you actual flower names, but I just go by colors. That's and, how simple I am. And then, you know, I wrote a very thoughtful card, I thought. Oh, that's nice. Someone took that card and threw it in the trash. Well, someone's <laughs> not going to understand the jokes. Someone's definitely not going to get our references. Was your card like a riddle? Like you're the Riddler? No, the no, no, film? no, no. So the story, so for, if you don't know uh, the story, I've told it multiple times on the air, but if you're new to the Black and Abdallah program, welcome. Uh, I met my wife at a bar while I was on a date with another girl. And we were on this date Classy. and uh, didn't, uh, it was not going well. Listen, she understood too. It wasn't going well. She, it's not like she's still sitting at home thinking about like, oh my God. Um, You're so the one that got away. The one that got, no. Yeah. No, she's also married. She's now. somewhere thinking to herself, <laughs> not at all. boy. Where would I be? And so because if I, I, was I with didn't want to be a jerk to the girl that I was with. Uh, we were all at this bar together after we went out to dinner and I went to the bartender and I asked for a pen and a napkin and I wrote down on the, uh, on the napkin. I said, Hey, uh, I'm not really liking this girl that I'm with. I'd much rather be talking to you. Call me tomorrow. And I wrote down my number. You ran a clean pick. Yeah. On the, uh, so if you're watching on rolled. Twitch, if you're watching on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago, also YouTube live. What I did was I set the screen. Yeah. Right? In perfect uh, stance. And I rolled I basketball After Abdallah rubbed off the shoulder, he cut the corner, rubbed yep. off the shoulder, mm-hmm. I then rolled. Yep. Arm ready to receive the ball yep. as, I, as I head towards the paint. A roll. And I went in. Perfect roll. Like, she's with a group of other girls, you know? I went up to her and I went, hey, this is for you. And just walked away. And I chatted up the girl that you were on the original date with yeah. to, to occupy, yeah. you know, brilliant so conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it wasn't. And um, <laughs> she, she opened up the note, read it, smiled, put it in her pocket, looked at me, and then we carried on the rest of the night. She called me, the, or she texted me, technically. She texted me the next day, and uh, See, the rest is history. There you go. So From way I, downtown Bang. on the card, replicated the note that I wrote her, you know? So she got, so someone is thinking, someone's opening this, thinking that I'm giving these out, these flowers out to some girl that I'm cheating on, I think, right? Like if you open up a card and it says, hey, I don't like this girl. I'd rather be talking to you. Call me tomorrow. What are you thinking? Who do you think those flowers are for? Well, I would imagine if you're, if you're of the type of person to steal flowers off of a front step, yeah, you're likely to pull the card out and throw it on the ground. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and you're giving them to whoever that uh, you're supposed to give them to, right? Yeah. Like, so I would imagine that's the type of thing. Now, the Twitchers are saying that uh, this story is turning into uh, a Cap-like story where you've told it so many times that, yeah, that you're essentially Kaplan now, and Dirk um, Nowitzki. Listen, I uh, I respect all of our great listeners that have been with us and fans that have been with us from the jump that have heard this story. But uh, cool, there's like eight <laughs> there's like eight of you that know the story. So I'm giving this to the fine listeners uh, that don't know the story. So you can uh, you can kick rocks for two minutes. All calls welcome, Jameson, Elk Grove Village. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jameson? Hi. What's I up? Ask, 
thought about the Dodgers complaining about the postseason rules. Which rules, Jameson? Jameson you're going to have to fill us in Which on this rules? one, my man. They were complaining because they did good, and they did good in the season. They got over 100 wins, and they think that they should be ah. moved up to, like, a championship series yeah, the instead of keeping the wild card. Yeah, and there's been a lot of complaining about the rest that the teams that are in first place, mm-hmm, they get the mm-hmm, buys, mm-hmm. Uh, so they get the week off. Where they're baseball players, they want to play every single day. Is that right, Jameson? Yeah. Jameson, okay. what do you think yeah. of it? What are, yeah. What are your thoughts here? Uh, I think that they're giving the fan base an excuse. That way, everybody doesn't hate them. I agree with you, Jameson. Great I call, agree. Jameson. I definitely agree with you. I think they're complaining because they're not good enough. I think they're whining. Yeah. They're a bunch of whiners. Crybabies. Yeah, they're sore losers, right? No, they're just losers. Nope, and just losers. That too. (laughs) Thank you, Jameson. That's awesome. Well, hey, guys, can I roll this into another question? Knowing that the uh, the Reds in 76 were the uh, only only team to go undefeated, but that was in the two-round playoff series. Knowing that our White Sox only lost one game in the entire playoff series when it was the new era after 95, do you think that that'll be replicated or an undefeated playoff will happen again? I think an undefeated playoff could happen again. I don't yeah. see why not. I mean, you get teams that uh, that get hot and stay hot throughout the series, I think. Yeah, but I mean, to replicate what we did in 05 when there, we yeah, lost one tough. game the entire playoffs. Well, the, the, yeah, that'd be the tough problem to do. with that, uh, Jameson's dad, is that uh, <laughs> is that pitchers don't go that long, that deep into games. Like, you're not getting four complete games in a row anymore. So you, you always have to often rely on your bullpen, which for some teams can't be trusted. So, like, if you're starting pitcher... Is can't go deep into games like you're putting a lot at risk with you know different pieces of your bullpen every single night. Well put, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the phone call. You and Jameson call again, okay? We'll no. do. What do you what? think about the Dodgers? I think they're whiners and they're sore losers. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have, Have a great good night. night. I I do think uh, I've heard a lot of this because the Braves, uh, the Dodgers, yeah. And who was the Every uh, Orioles? The Orioles yeah. all won 100 games, and they all lost in the first round. Too bad. You lost. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. That's why you have to play. Did the Patriots complain about uh, winning the entire season and all the way through the playoffs and losing you know this what? week? You know I mean? Listen, they don't. I am so don't... sick of this in sports because someone loses, you have to change everything. Yeah. How about you win? Win. You know, who, who is, uh, you know, are the Astros complaining today Mm-mm. about the playoff format? Nope. They're trying to come back. Trying I mean, to make come they, back. like, wait, what do the Dodgers want? They wanted to go back to the old days where you just win the pennant and you yeah. go to the World Series. Congratulations. No playoffs. <laughs> the Dodgers win the pennant. How about nobody? They're in ma- the World Series. How about nobody makes the playoffs instead of 13 or 20 teams? I mean, come on. Black and Abdallah here on a Friday night. All calls welcome at 312-332-3776. You're next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. All 
calls welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah. 312-332-3776. Todd the Mechanic in Aurora. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Todd. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah, that's Tom the Mechanic, by the way. But oh, sorry, th- Todd th- th- here. Th- thank you for... Tom, so it's Tom, Tom the Mechanic. Hold on. Let me, let me get that down. So it's Tom the Mechanic, correct? Yes, sir. Not yes, sir. Tom. Tom the Mechanic. Not, no, it's Tom, sir. Okay, Please. Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Okay, I just want to shed some positivity to the next coming week for the Bears because I am just so sick and tired of being disappointed. And now I see this kid, this, we're going to call him Tyson Bajan Zero. They're calling him Bajan Zero. We may look, we may be looking at a Cinderella story here, folks. Division two, big time, big time stats. I mean, what if we really got something here? I mean, what if we got another Brock Purdy? What if he works in this system? I mean, we are talking about if this works, this is going to be a game changer for the Bears. And, and, you know, and it, and it might not work, but I'm just trying to grasp on to something, something that I can grasp on to this season. Maybe it's another Tom Brady. Maybe it's Brock Purdy. I just I really want to see this guy Go for 200-plus, get two touchdowns at least, and get these guys involved in the game. Get D.J. Moore the 9 to 10 targets. Even get the ball to my guy, Darnell Mooney, who needs the ball more often because I'm telling you, this guy can make plays too as well. What do do you guys think? Shed some light on this. Let's get some positivity going for our Bears. Yeah, I would like to see them win. I'm with you, Tom the Mechanic. That's a bit, right? Yes, no, sir, you did. And and this is and the Raiders, this is a vulnerable team. Do they got some playmakers? Oh, absolutely. Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs is starting to come on lately. But this, in my opinion, is a very vulnerable team. And if the Bears, I know they're a little banged up, but if they come to win, this is a winnable game, my friends. Tom the Mechanic. Uh, what kind of a mechanic are you? Uh, diesel mechanic, oh, sir. I work yeah. for a tree tree company. I work on all types of trucks. Got a CDL, chippers, nice. chainsaws. I do it all, my friend. Chainsaws? Oh, yeah, chippers and chainsaws. Yes, sir. Tom does it all. All right. If I ever get something stuck in a chipper, I'll uh, I'll call you up. All right, Tom? Hopefully not your hand. Wow. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or someone else's. Call. Don't use your foot. Do not use your foot, please. Don't use your foot. I won't. I won't pull a Fargo. Tom the Mechanic, thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call. I'll call again. Okay, thank you. There he is. Tom the Mechanic. Right there. Yep. Thank you. There he is. Oh, come on. What do you mean? I don't think that's worthy of that. It's a Friday night. That's uh, it's feeling good. That's a hardworking, hardworking Chicagoan right there. Oh, hey. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. I agree with that. He's a hardworking guy. He's got chippers. He got, he's got what else? Chainsaws. He's got diesel trucks. That's quite, that's quite the deal. I can't do anything like that. Can you? No. You've never had dirt underneath your fingernails once you in your life. You know how soft these hands are? I know. That's, these that's hands what I'm have saying. never worked a hard labor day in their life. You can't do that. These are theater kid hands. Are Show you kidding me? Show some respect for Tom the Mechanic. I like that call. That was good. I hope he calls again. Nick in Algonquin. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, you guys talk about this all the time, but I just want to give you guys my opinion about hardball and fields. Um, 
I think that if at the end of the season you don't throw every resource at Harbaugh, yeah, I, I give up. You know, uh, and when it comes to Fields, you know he's a great guy, but I believe the majority of the people know he's probably not the guy. And although he's injured, what if now is the time to sell high? You know, uh, you know, you, you take a risk if he comes back, has a crap season, you, you get pennies for him in return. If you can sell now and potentially get let's say, a first-round pick from a team like Atlanta. No. And you have three picks in the top ten, two guaranteed in the top five. That's a game-changer. That's a franchise changing three picks. Uh, why wouldn't you do that? You know, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Well, Nick, you're not getting a first-round pick for him. That's for- Second? Nope. Ooh, Keep probably going. Not. Third? May- maybe. Conditional third? You're getting a fourth? And maybe a conditional third if you can swing it based on how much he plays. Because you say, uh, could he, you know, maybe he comes back and has a crap season. He did. He's having a crap season. He's had two good games. That's it. The rest, and one of them, he blew the game himself. So, like, he's already had the crap season. And he's now proving that he's injury prone. Like, this yeah. is his, this is his, it's a, he missed time last year. He missed time this year. Like, I, if he doesn't come back and play well, you're only going to get like a fourth round pick for him. Ah, oh, jeez. Because he did have some encouraging moments in the beginning. He, he had some crazy throws. He, I feel like he might have shown people that there's he no had some there's no consistency there, here. right, Nick? Like he doesn't yeah. do it enough. He's got all the talent in the world. Something just isn't clicking. You know. Yeah, I was reading something about Atlanta potentially being interested and they might throw a second round pick at us and I just figured you know polls might have some magic in them and get a first you know I, I don't know I was just it's just a frustrating situation because I feel like the Bears can be so much better yeah absolutely mm-hmm. thanks for the call Nick appreciate it thanks there is there's Nick and Algonquin we go to Kevin in Hinsdale you're on ESPN oh. 1000 what's up Kevin Hi guys, uh, just checking in. I'm actually heading down to the uh, Mizzou South Carolina game for homecoming in Columbia. So, uh, just seeing what you guys thought of the uh, college football schedule this weekend. I'm not sure there's so many great games, but definitely some good ones. Oh yeah, there, oh, there's some good there's games. Some, there's some great well, obviously games. the big nooner on Fox: Penn State at Ohio State. That's mm-hmm. going to be a fun game to watch. I'm interested in Washington State, Oregon. I want to yeah. see if Oregon bounces back. Two thirty ABC. It's, Tennessee uh, Alabama, one of the best rivalries in the football. Cigar game. I enjoy watching uh, the Vols go to uh, Tuscaloosa, so that'll be a good game. Uh, later in the day, you also have USC Utah. That should mm-hmm. be an interesting game. Stanford UCLA, Washington Arizona State late at night i think there's some good football duke, florida state's a good game yeah duke florida uh, florida state that's there's some good football yeah, tomorrow i think i'm, I'm I think, with you kevin absolutely it's a it's a good day it's always a great day when there's college football on so you can always find at least enough games to get you one game in each window that's going to be hopefully entertaining yeah i agree guys i um i think tennessee might keep it close i have them at plus seven and a half i, I would have uh, waited. waited for eight and a half if i were you Kevin. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I don't know. I've got Oregon on the uh, spread for that one. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, I think uh, you know, coming off of that uh, that big loss last week, not a bit. No, it wasn't a big loss, but it was a very emotional loss for them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can rebound or not. Thanks for the call, Kevin. I agree, guys. Have a good weekend, boys. 
I'd say also NBC, 230, Minnesota, Iowa. They play for the big pig. Oh. Isn't it the pig trophy that yes. they, they play for in that game? Do you know? Did you know? I believe it's supposed to be below freezing uh, at... at uh, Already? At, I think so. There are games that are going to be below so. freezing? Uh, and the total in that game is 30. Like, I'm not making it up. What was it called? The Floyd of Rosedale? That's the name of the pig? Yeah. That they, they play for? I don't know. Yeah, Iowa, Minnesota. That See, that's a fun trophy. Is it, is it in uh, Minnesota? No, I think it's in Iowa. It's in Iowa? Yeah. I'm looking for the At temp- Iowa. I'm looking for the temperature in Iowa. Oh, it is not going to be freezing tomorrow. Yeah, it's 61. Where, where did, did I where did about? I see someone tweeted that that it was going to be cold tomorrow? Haven't Never I mind. told you throughout the years don't believe Twitter? It's not going to be cold, but the uh the the total Haven't, is, haven't I told you? How about this? The total Don't is, believe everything you see on Twitter. X, the total is below freezing. Jake, don't do that. X I mean, what, what, what are we doing? It's I mean, you never said don't believe anything on the X. Total well, is let me, below let me ask everyone this question. For those who want to say it's X, what's the website you have to go to to access the website? X.com. X.com. Oh, nope. Type, type it in. What comes up? Twitter. Twitter.com. Yes. Yeah. My point is that if I type in X.com, it goes to Twitter. Okay. But what is it called? It's called Twitter. Okay. I don't say X. Well, Jake just did. Well, that's because where did you get it was below freezing? It's sixty one in Iowa tweeted, City. Someone tweeted it. <laughs> it's blocking up all, all calls. Welcome on a Friday. You can join us at three one two three three two three seven seven six. Is that P Crib from the Twitch yeah, chat standing outside? P Crib. All right, all right. We he's see. He's listening him. to us on a delay. So he's, he's on no a delay. He's on Twitch. Saying. He's standing outside like, the studio. He'll get this in like thirty seconds. We appreciate him <laughs> he'll coming be like, out. Oh yeah, this will be great. <laughs> if you're in the Twitch chat, you've seen him. He's there. He's standing outside our studio. It's Black and Abdallah. We'll be right back. Also, song of the night. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. On a Friday night, all calls welcome at 312-332-3776. Reed in Humboldt Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Reed? Hey there, uh, Reed Jack, Jack Silverstein. Oh, what's oh, up, Jack? What's up? How's it going, man? Uh, it's going well. How are you guys? We're good. Jack is a great follow yes. on Twitter. He is the, uh, can I call you the unofficial or are you the official Chicago sports historian? Historian. We can go official. Sure. Okay, official. We're Marky. Black yeah. and Abdallah have declared you love it. official Chicago historian. I love it. All right, so uh, I've got annoying stats. The Bears <laughs> franchise record for consecutive 300-yard passing games is four. You want to guess who holds the record? Mm, the relevant to this weekend. Oh, um, oh, Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a time that we all like to, to black out of our memories. Yeah. That was that was the record. All right, so here's here's the thing that's been on my mind lately with all the quarterback stuff, all the GM stuff. We don't have, on the record, clear indication as to who holds the hiring and firing responsibilities for Ryan Poles and future GMs. We don't really have it. When we hired Kevin Warren... George McCaskey made a statement saying that it was, quote, time 
for the general manager to report to the president, but he didn't really quite say it. And that is the thing that has been bugging me. Who is really in charge? Who is actually going to evaluate Ryan Poles? And uh, I, was, I was bothered by a letter that Kevin Warren put out uh, about a month ago to season ticket holders about, you know, future things that we'll be doing. Right. There was one small paragraph about trying to – there were so many qualifiers in the sentence, I couldn't believe it. It was trying to get back to the first step to win the North. And then it was three really big paragraphs, like 18 sentences, I counted, on – making the new stadium happen. Right, right. And I'm just wondering, where are Kevin Warren's priorities, or what priorities have been given to him based on when he was hired and what he was hired to do? So if it's Justin Fields or if it's Caleb Williams or whoever, whoever, who's making the call? And can Kevin Warren, if he decides at the end of the year to fire Ryan Poles, can he do that? And I would love for someone to just straight up ask and find out who evaluates Ryan Poles. So I can say this. Um, I I don't think that Ryan Poles will be fired at the end of the year. Like, I can say that with pretty decent confidence that I don't think that Ryan Poles will be fired at the end of the year. That... The GM will at least, even in even in any, it has nothing to do with what's going on with the Bears. I think that in any case with a team, that a GM will at least get a chance to draft their own quarterback, which is something he did not get a chance to do with Justin Fields. So I think that he will get a shot at drafting his own quarterback this year. Now, Iberflus might be fired or whatever, and I think that Kevin Warren will say to Ryan Poles, do something like this is not good enough. Like he will say, do something like, I don't care what you do, do something. And if that means firing Ryan poles and, or firing, excuse me, uh, Matt Eberflus and getting in a different head coach, then that's what it is. If you know, they turn it around and Bajent is this uh, savior of the franchise for this year. And they win a bunch of games to end the season. And maybe they decide that, okay, we don't need to fire people. But I think that, that Kevin Warren is making the decisions but Ryan Poles is in charge of executing if he wants to. I also think that Kevin, while Kevin Warren is here to run the franchise, I still believe that his number one priority is still figuring out the stadium. I think you're absolutely right. And that is part of my frustration when we think about, you know, what are we going to do with quarterback situation? It's just it's frustrating to think that we did everything backwards. It should have been the full reset after 2020. And instead, we've got the situation where the president can say, well, the GM's not my guy, and the GM can say, well, the quarterback's not my guy. Uh, it's frustrating. It, 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 it makes you feel like, I don't even know what I'm doing on a Sunday. I mean, you're just kind of uh, going through the motions. So yeah. uh, instead, you know, looking up terrible stats, the Bears, 88 times we have had a 300-yard passer. That's it. Drew Brees, the career leader, 123. The Bears have only had 88 games with a 300-yard passer. We haven't had a 400-yard passer this century. 
Here, Jack, here's, 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 here's what I can tell you, you to do. I can tell you to, yeah. to turn your focuses on continuing <laughs> to try and to get Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. And uh, <laughs> next, let's work on, let's get Lance Briggs in the Hall of Fame. You know what, uh, Jack? Uh, Lance Briggs is the one that people need to start thinking about. He, yeah. is, he is at a, at a crucial point because of the number of linebackers who are out ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they added, they added London Fletcher last year to the semifinalists. Uh, which maybe doesn't sound like a problem, but you know, because you have 20 years. But uh, in the semifinalist era, which started in 2004, the only player who has gotten to the semis in his first five years of eligibility, which London Fletcher is, and not gotten in and gone to the senior round is Steve Tasker, who obviously has his own unique challenges. So you've got London Fletcher out ahead of him. James Harrison was the first ballot semifinalist. You got a number of guys. It's if Bears fans want to talk about players and they want to pick up somebody's case, don't worry about Devin Hester. Charles Tillman's got a kind of long run. Peppers is getting in. Talk about Lance Briggs. Damn right. Jack, yeah, thank thanks, you. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling. And I was not too long ago, Jack, I was lost in a uh, Twitter thread uh, from highlights of the 2001 season. You know that great playoff mm-hmm. run that they yeah. went on? Jack, I'm, I'm, you were the one that had all the highlights all linked together. It was great stuff. So thanks yeah, for always was, listening. All right, man? Good. Absolutely. There is. There's thanks, Jack. Guys. Thanks for calling in. It's Black and Doll. We owe you a song of the night coming up next in two. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.